For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. in which the Thunder were not victorious. Um, another way of saying we lost that game. 111-98. to 98. Uh, It was a tough game, and it was one that I actually did not have the privilege of watching. I am currently on my way home from work. I am in my car. If you hear my turn signal, then you'll feel like you're in a Thunder Chats podcast from back in the day. But, um, yeah, I didn't get to watch this game. Um, I had the unique experience of listening to it via the play-by-play of Matt Pinto, which, let me just say, when I first heard Matt Pinto, I was kind of skeptical on him, but dude's an electric factory. <laughs> like, it got annoying the first few times I heard him say, cha-ching, thunder money ball, or say he strokes three, and I'm like, oh, he made it. And he's like, oh, off right. It's like, wait a minute, you just said he stroked it. But, yeah, once you get used to him, he cracks me up. I mean, he's, he's really passionate. Uh, he cares about the Thunder, and you can tell in the way that he does his play-by-play. You can tell um, how upset he gets when a call goes against the Thunder. You can, and uh, how obvious that he thinks it is that it should go towards the Thunder. And it, it's really, it's really entertaining. Um, so I know I did. I got to watch a little bit of the ESPN coverage just when I was waiting to get my uh, my truck loaded up, and it, it was fun to hear Jeff and Gunny, Mar Jackson. But I mean. Matt Pinto, like I said, man, he's an electric factory. But anyways, um, going into this game, you know, we was obviously down 1-0, and this game was huge. Um, In a normal playoff series, you know, the home team has two games at home before we go two games away. So this would have technically been a home game for the Rockets because they are the higher seed to us thanks to a three-way tiebreaker with the Jazz. So typically the home team wins the first two games. But I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's let's just talk about the game. So, like I said, I didn't get to watch the game, and a lot of the things that, you know, you get from watching a game, you don't get to when you're listening to a game, but you, you get other things. Like I said, you get Matt Pinto's electric uh, coverage of the team, but you also, I don't know, you, you get a better understanding of what's going on, um, just like how they're pressing or how sloppy they are, or like the effort that they're showing. You kind of get lost, like going through the motions, watching a basketball game, um, and you don't really notice a player, quote unquote, going through the motions. But, you know, as a play-by-play announcer, kind of narrates you through the game, you can kind of see that. So, from what I heard at the very beginning, the Thunder came out playing with energy 
playing with hustle, playing with effort, and that was something that we lacked in game one. That was something that Billy Donovan, Chris Paul, from the top down, all the Thunder players said, you know, we want to change that. We want to play with effort. We want to get out in transition. We want to run. We want to um, – we want to take it to Houston. We want to put them in position where, you know, they're in foul trouble. But, you know, and it's easy to say something, but to go out and execute it is another thing. And I think we did that in the first quarter. And, you know, I think the first quarter was 35-30. to 30. Houston still led the quarter because they just came out picking up right where they left off from game one. Their old players were on fire. I think at one point they hit nine of 18 threes. I, I think it was in that first quarter they hit nine of 18 threes, but they missed like their next 14. So that was cool. That was helpful. Um, going into the second quarter, you know, the Thunder kind of kept it up. And what what I really enjoyed was the aggressiveness of Shea and Dennis in the first half, okay? Um, obviously, they had really bad games. Shea shot two of eight last game. Dennis shot three of 12 last game. I think Shea had nine and Dennis had six or something like that. And Dennis kind of fluctuates. I, I looked up the stats, and Shea's only had under 10 points uh, two games, including the one that just happened in game one. And I don't remember who they was playing, but he had seven points. And Dennis has had under 10 points about four or five times. He's had as low as three points in a game. So I didn't want to make as bold a proclamation for Dennis, but I said on my Twitter, I said, I can promise you, Shea Gilgis-Alexander will not score less than nine points, nine points or less the entire season. I said book, or series, sorry. I said bookmark it, copy it, paste it, screenshot it. I don't care. It's not happening. And he came out willing to prove that. I think he had 11 points at the end of the first quarter. I mean, he just came out aggressive. He was confident. He was getting to the rim. That's his bread and butter. That's what we need from him. Um, his shot, I think he hit his first three. He missed, like, his next four. But I want him being confident shooting that ball. I want him to be able to keep the defenses honest, you know, being able to shoot that shot because they're going to give it to him until he proves that he's consistent at it. And we know he has the ability. We know that he can knock down that shot. But defenses just don't trust it. So, I applaud Shea taking those shots. Dennis, like I said, he was aggressive in that first half. Uh, I think he hit a mid-range jumper. He hit a three. He was getting to the rim. He was playing really well, and I was really pleased. Um, Chris Paul was kind of struggling. Gallo, you know, he, he was hitting a few shots, and Adams was just trying to muck it up inside. And, you know, don't don't worry. I'm, I know I'm forgetting somebody. We're going to get to him towards the end. And the Thunder took a six-point advantage going into halftime. Now, that's when the score kind of gets murky because I know we scored. The Rockets came right out of halftime, and P.J. Tucker hit a three. And then I think they came back down, and Jeff Green or Robert Covington or somebody hit a three, and they tied it up immediately. And long story short, like, the Rockets went on a run. And on offense, the Thunder did not look like the same team that was playing in the first half. It looked like the team that was playing in game one. They were, they were lethargic. I said they didn't look like it. I wasn't I wasn't watching. But anyways, according to Matt Pimto, <laughs> they looked lethargic. They looked complacent. They were standing around. There was little ball movement, no player movement, ISO shots, one and done, you name it. Like it was just night and day from the first half to the second half. And the Rockets – to their credit, just capitalized, man. They ran and flew it up and down the court. 
They capitalized off missed shots. They forced turnovers. And they jumped out to, gosh, I, I want to say they have like a eight, ten-point lead, something like that, in the third quarter. And then Shea came back in. Shea, or I think Shea was already in, but Shea kind of took over there for a stretch. He hit two threes. Uh, he had a nice M1, I believe. He had a couple layups. And Shea was in takeover mode. And that was awesome to see because, like I said, you know, we need Shea to be aggressive. And, you know, this guy's still young. Like, I don't I don't even know if he's 21. I think he is 21. Okay, anyways. He's still a young guy. This is his second year in the league. And I know that we've thrusted all this weight on his shoulders because, you know, he's the future of our franchise. He's the cornerstone of the rebuild. Like, you know, you name it. But the dude's still a kid. This is his second year in the league, and there was a lot of slander on the timeline, podcast, radio, you name it, about Shea Gildas Alexander's performance in game one. And to his credit, he played a lot better in this game, and that was evidenced by his little mini run, his self run in the third quarter. Now, this is kind of where things started to fall apart offensively because I think Dennis tried three or four straight times to kind of initiate the offense and uh, he just he was complacent or he was taking a bad shot and it just wasn't working out for him and then going into the fourth I believe the Thunder had cut so like I said the Rockets were leading and I believe the Thunder cut the lead back to one going into the fourth quarter and that that was that was where we lost I believe the Rockets opened up on a 17-0 run in the in the fourth quarter I don't believe we scored a basket until like five minutes, six minutes, something like that left in the game. Um, I mean, Shea was trying to do everything he could, but he just couldn't get any help. I mean, Dort hit a three. Dennis did hit a three. I will say that. Got to give him credit there. But Thunder's offense was just not there in the second half, and the Rockets' offense very much was. And that that's the story of this game. Like, the Rockets' offense was there, and the Thunder's offense wasn't because – and. This is the thing. I said the Rockets offense. I didn't say James Harden and the Rockets offense because James Harden had a very mediocre game. Uh, I mean, I believe he finished with 20 or 21 points. Hold on one second. He finished with 21 points, but he shot 5 of 16 and 2 of 11 from deep. And that is because of one man. It's because of Lou Dort. It's a guy that we didn't have in game one. It was a guy that we missed sorely defensively. And it's a guy that a lot of people was kind of laughing at us because, like, wow, you're you're really relying on an undrafted rookie uh, to be the cornerstone of your defense. And, yes, we exactly. Yes, we are. You're absolutely right. Because Dort put Harden in the torture chamber tonight. He, met, he cut tested his shots. Uh, I heard that he hardly let him pass the three-point line whenever he was guarding him. And, I mean, clearly he, it led to an inefficient night for Harden. So having Dort back out there defensively definitely helped. The thing that I did not like about Dort being out there is that man was just chucking it. He shot three of ten, two of eight from deep. A couple of those threes were pretty timely, but um, the way Matt Pinto described it, the other ones were just not close. So, uh, you know, props for Dort coming back out there. Um, I think Shea said in his post game that Dort wasn't 100%, but he – you know, he helped kind of get them back where they needed to be, and they're still looking to build on that. And that kind of brings me to the end of this. Like like I said, guys, you know, we lost this game. 
And I'm not going to lie to you, it sucks because this we was in position multiple times to put this game away, and we just couldn't capitalize. We couldn't get, put the ball in the basket. Um, I'm not going to break down all the stats of everybody, but, I mean, Shea went off with 31 points at 9-17, 3-7 from deep, six rebounds, two assists. I mean, he really answered the call that Thunder fans all around the world were, were asking for. You know, we've hyped Shea up all season, only to see him put up nine points in a clunker of a loss in game one. And this is the Shea I think we expected, and I think this is this version of Shea, the aggressive, non-complacent um, version of Shea is what we're going to see the rest of the series. And, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, at least. Now, Harden, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Harden's going to shoot. Um, five of 16 the rest of the series because I mean he probably isn't but having Dort out there definitely helps just having a bigger physical defender and like I said guys sorry like I said in the very beginning of the podcast we're down to a the Rockets were the home team and generally the home team has the first two games and a lot of times in series the home team takes the first two games so while we did have a chance to win this game, and while it does suck, this series is far from over. They still have to win two more times in order to send us home. And I'm, I believe in this team. I believe in the ability of this team. I believe in the effort of this team. I believe in the chemistry of this team. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes the way that they've been able to just, you know, put together ridiculous wins. Whether it's comeback victories against the Bulls, or the Timberwolves, or the Rockets, even. Celtics, or whether it's just straight up shellacking like they did with the Warriors when Steph Curry was still playing. I've seen this team put together wins. I've seen this team come together and, you know, just really play a great brand of basketball. So, I'm not giving up. I don't think you should give up. Is it going to be easy? Heck no. But, I think we took a step in the right direction in terms of defense. Again, it kind of went away in the fourth quarter, third quarter, second half in general, but... I do think we took a step in the right direction, and I'm hoping for big things on Saturday. Uh, you know, we get get a day's rest, and we're the home team. So, hey, if you guys are in the virtual uh, home crowd, then we need you guys to bring it, bring that energy, bring that excitement, and hopefully our players can feed off of it and give us a W and put us right back in the series. So, guys, I want to thank you for listening. Um, sorry it's a little different, you know, solo while I'm driving. I don't think you heard my turn signal too much, but <laughs> like I said, sorry it's a little different. Thanks for bearing with us. I know it sucks that we lost, but like I said, the series is far from over, and I, I saw some things to be positive about in this game. So thank you all for listening. Follow us at tw- on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Follow me on Twitter at Thunder Chats. Find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Subscribe. Give us a positive review. Tell a friend about us, man. Just just tell a friend, like, hey, I like listening to the Top of Thunder. They're pretty cool guys. And we would appreciate that greatly. But that's all I got to say, guys. Uh, let's go get them again on Saturday. My game day tweet will be back out. No shortness of caps lock. No shortness of optimism and positivity and energy. And you guys have a great day. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder Rock!
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save 